Behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. That's what the angel told the shepherds on that very first Christmas. And we sing, joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive her king. Christmas is all about joy. But not that hallmark, put on a happy face while you stress through the holidays kind of joy. It's the unexpected joy that is found as we fully come to grips with the God who descended to the earth, who came as a poor and helpless infant, who experienced our life fully, who lived and taught and then died for our sins and then was raised from the dead and reigns forever as our rightful and loving king. And we can't help but sing about that joy. That's the kind of joy that Mary sang about on the very first song of Christmas. And we'll get to her song here in just a minute. But let's look first at this person of Mary. Phil sang the beautiful song, Mary, Did You Know, wondering aloud how much and when Mary actually knew the details of the baby that she was to carry, the very Son of God. Mary's always portrayed on Christmas cards and in nativity sets as this beautiful, serene young woman, full of peace and full of joy. But I want you to lay aside that image for just a moment and think about Mary's actual circumstances prior to becoming the very mother of God. We know from tradition that she was young. In first century Israel, uh, Jewish girls usually married by the time they were 13 or 14 for sure. We know she was young. We know she came from a, a family of poverty, that she was poor and that she lived in an obscure village in Israel, the village called Nazareth. As a matter of fact, one of the Old Testament prophets had said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It was a tiny little nowhere town. We know that she was Jewish, and being raised in a faithful Jewish home, that she was familiar and knew the scripture. We know that she likely lived a very simple life, helping around the house with housework and going and drawing water and sewing and mending. And we know that she was betrothed, that is, more than our engaged, but less than married, right? They're betrothed, a promise to marry. She was betrothed to Joseph. And then, out of the blue, came a heavenly messenger, because after all, that is what angels are, and spoke to plain, simple, young Mary these words. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And so now we know something else about Mary. She had found favor with God. God knew her name. Not because she was well known to anyone else, but because she was well known to God. God looked at Mary as God looks at each of us, and he saw her heart. God looked at Mary, and he saw what no one else could see. 
He saw something in her. Maybe it was her humility. Maybe it was her courage. Perhaps it was her capacity to love. God saw a person who was willing to say yes to God. Because that's all God really needs, after all, is someone who is willing to say yes to God. Because God will not force his will on anyone. I love the passage that John wrote about Jesus uh, in the book of Revelation where he says, Listen, I'm standing at the door knocking. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. That's the image that I have of God who stands and knocks at our heart's door. And the opening of that is ours to choose or to refuse. He knocked on Mary's heart's door, and she was willing to open the door. And thus, she found favor with God. And the angel then continued, You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Wow, <laughs> that is a lot of information. But I, I have to wonder if Mary heard anything beyond, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Because her next question was, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin. All of this was to happen without her ever being intimate with any man. Now think about this. Would you have believed it? The remarkable thing is that Mary did. Mary was willing to hear God's word, obey God's will, and entrust the future into God's hands, even though it put her in an awkward, difficult, complicated, and yes, even dangerous situation. How would she explain this? What would she tell her parents? What would she tell Joseph? Jewish law said that an unmarried woman who became pregnant had obviously committed adultery, and the punishment for that could be as severe as being stoned to death. God was asking her to do something very hard. He was asking her to trust that he would take care of her even through the whispering behind her back, the finger pointing, the false accusations, the gossip, the criticism, the crude jokes. And then we're told in Luke's gospel in chapter 1, verse 38, her response ultimately was, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Probably the most courageous statement that has ever been said. What about you? When God calls you to step out in faith, what is your response? God does call the unlikely, after all. The power is God's. What he asks for is a willing heart that will open at his invitation and a will that will say, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. 
Our story continues where Mary goes and finds cousin Elizabeth, and Elizabeth called her the mother of my Lord, and then Mary broke into song. The very first song of Christmas, really. It's sometimes called the Magnificat. It's found in Luke's Gospel, the first chapter, and I invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of the word. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. At a time when the powerful Roman Empire was in charge of the world, Mary's song is a reminder that this earth's powerful, this earth's rich, this earth's proud and strong are not actually in charge at all. It is God who is in charge, and God's kingdom is all about the great reversal. He scatters the proud. He brings down the powerful. He sends the rich away hungry, and he shows mercy to those who fear him. He lifts up the lowly, and he fills the hungry with good things. Not on the top ten of favorite Christmas songs, probably, but a song that points us to the type of Messiah that Mary's son would be. As a matter of fact, Jesus would begin his earthly ministry with the single most compelling speech in history, the Sermon on the Mount, by telling people, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, those are the ones who will see the kingdom of God. Jesus' key teachings about the kingdom of God, they parallel this great reversal that Mary sang about. The first shall be last. The least shall be greatest. Those who give up their lives will receive it. We are all formed by the songs that we sing. No doubt Mary sang her song to young Jesus. He has filled the hungry with good things. To this day, Christmas time is a, a time when people's hearts are moved to generosity in ways that they simply are not during the rest of the year. And I have to imagine that Mary's song and Jesus' message, they've made their way through the years to influence us still. And I'm grateful to God for that. We are all called by God to do something to put our faith into action. Now, we're not called to take the giant step that Mary was to carry and to give birth and to raise the incarnate God. 
but we are called to believe that what God calls us to do, God will equip us to do. And we don't have to have all the answers when we respond to God. Mary didn't. We don't have to know why God chose us. Mary didn't. God is standing at your heart's door and knocking, waiting to see if you will respond, here am I, the servant of the Lord. In the song, Mary, did you know that Phil sang, he asked the question, Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb, that this sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mary surely could never have grasped all that it meant for her to say yes to carrying out God's plan of salvation for the world. God indeed calls the most unlikely people to work through in accomplishing God's plans. God apparently doesn't look for the same qualities that we look for, social status or the school you graduated from or your level of income or your natural leadership abilities or even a thorough knowledge of and an ability to share easily the scriptures. They don't, any of those seem to be on his list of requirements. God seems to look for people who are humble enough to know that they need him, surprised that God would call them, and willing to take the next step of faith in a direction that is unknown when God calls. As we celebrate the coming of the Christ child into the world this Christmas, I invite you to remember that God still calls the most unlikely people to accomplish his will in the world today. Could he be calling you? What is your response? What song of joy will you sing this Christmas? Joy to the world indeed. The Lord is come. Let us pray. Holy God, giver of everlasting joy, This morning, O God, we lift up our hearts to you and ask that you would take them and form them and fill them with your joy that is not defined by our circumstances, but it is defined by your faithfulness. Help us to trust in you. Help us to answer when you call. And help us, O God, to live lives that reflect the joy to our very core. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.